and gentlemen, this is episode four of the Building the Blueprints podcast. I'm so excited. It's been a busy couple weeks, so I'm excited just to spend some time, you know, speaking about the Lord, and hopefully y'all can learn something because I'm excited for tonight. It's going to be a big night. Um, I've got a very special guest, but before I introduce that very special guest, I'd like to make a shout out to Hannah and Maggie. You know who you are. You guys rock. You guys are frequent flyers that I see all the time, and they're from Louisiana, which is super cool. They'll tell you it's not, but it is. So shout out to you guys. You guys are true fans of the Building the Blueprints podcast. And now, without further ado, I'd like to announce the guest for tonight. Her name is Julia Tout, and Julia and I have actually had quite the history, and tonight she's going to share some really good wisdom that I'm excited for everybody to hear about, but uh, a little bit of a backstory. We actually, wait, you know what? I'll just let her explain it all because it's going to be so good, and it's going to add to all of the wisdom she's about to share. So, without further ado, here's my friend, Julia Tote! Hello. <laughs> Good morning, San Francisco! What is up? How are you all doing today? You know, they're just fine and dandy. They're just listening to episode four! What, what? This is exciting stuff. Julia, how is Ohio? Ohio is cold. Lots of snow and rain and ice mixtures, and yeah, it's just not the place to be in the winter. Yeah, we're getting there with Virginia. I mean, it was really nice today, but we're supposed to get like three to five inches this Sunday, so not looking forward to it, but um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I just graduated from college in May, so it's been a little while, um, but I went to high school with Alicia in Columbus. Woo woo. Um, she's fierce. So didn't spend a ton of time together in high school, but definitely passed each other in the hallways. Um, but in college, I played soccer. I went to Northern Kentucky University and um, I started following the Lord my senior year of high school. So it hasn't been that long, but it's been a great journey, and I'm excited to share some of it with you. Let's go. I'm excited for this. Like, I think it's very cool. She, Julia has been such an encouragement as a friend to me and just as a sister in Christ, so I'm real excited to hear about to hear what she's about to say. So I hope y'all are excited, too. Julia, the question that I will ask everybody, what gives you motivation? This is a tough question because it comes to mind when I think of this, and it's like I'm about to give the cheesiest, most textbook answer like that's the goody two-shoes raising her hand and just pulling it straight out of the textbook but honestly my motivation comes from the lord and when i'm not motivated to do something i look to see how um how the lord plays a role in it and that will get me going and so at the end of the day we are all motivated by passion and jesus is a very passionate man and He's extremely passionate about people. So basically, I'm passionate about the Lord and his people, serving him and the people that I'm around all the time. And so, yeah, that's really my motivation. That's really good. I like that. It's not cheesy at all. I think the Lord is very good and is a great motivation to have. Which brings us to our next point. Julia, what are you going to be sharing with us today? Well, I'm going to be sharing lots of cool things, but... The main topic of this is just going to be about life transitions and 
how the Lord has shown up in every stage of my life, whether I was seeking him or not. And kind of just an important factor that went into every transition and that being community and who I surrounded myself with. Let's go. I'm here for it. I am stoked. I'm going to start off and say, what is the difference of where you used to be and where you are now with the transition of your faith, finding community, finding where you are with God, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so my story with Jesus begins in high school. and <laughs> <laughs> But basically, before I started following Jesus, I had no idea about anything about him. I didn't go to church at all. It was all very new to me when I began following him. So honestly, so much is different in my life from before Jesus to now. And I think the biggest difference is my why or my motivation, like the first question. And I'd say like, I've generally always been a pretty nice person who likes to help others, but my reasoning behind why I'm doing it has changed. So like before I did it because I wanted people to like me and it just felt like it was the right thing to do. Whereas now... I do it because I want them to see Jesus in me and to also know Jesus. And so going from high school to college was a big change in itself. Everybody who has gone knows that um, it's no easy transition. And going that I just started following the Lord before I went into college, it was tough because I was finally establishing my faith and started hanging out with people who were also following the Lord. And then that was all kind of taken away and I was gone at college and playing a sport and surrounded by people who didn't know Jesus. So when I first got to college, it was tough because I didn't really realize the importance of community and how I needed to quickly find Christians. And so I really just tried to do it all alone. I would read my Bible in my room alone and I wouldn't discuss it with anybody and it was just tough because I really didn't know what I was doing and understanding the Bible at that point in my faith and still kind of now, like it's tough. And so it was just a really lonely time. But now I, many years later, I know the importance of community and I seek that out. Um, so I join small groups and I attend church with my friends can you talk a little bit more about when you were in high school and the transition of just starting your faith? So transitioning from being a non-believer to knowing Jesus in high school was, it was, it was weird. I started off high school as like your typical high school student. I played sports. I was in student council. I had friends that I love to be around and um, it kind of all came crashing down my junior year where it just wasn't right anymore. I wasn't friends with the people I had been friends with and I was really lonely and was seeking friendships with other people. And junior year is just a hard year in general with school. You're applying to colleges, you're taking the ACT. So that was when um, a freshman on my basketball and soccer team reached out to me and kept inviting me to Young Life. And so finally in my senior year, that's when I started actually getting involved and wanting to go. And it all just kind of clicked. And I realized like Jesus was a missing piece in my life. And my I wasn't going to be fulfilled by the worldly things like my friends and my grades and excelling at sports. And so the transition, a lot of people talk about how it's hard to transition with who they're friends with. 
because the people that they're friends with don't realize like they don't understand the Lord and why the person's changing. Honestly, like at the time, I didn't have any friends. And so it was really just about finding friends who had the same morals and beliefs as me. When you were leaving high school, what did your friend group look like? What did you look like with your faith? And then how did you do with your transition to college to a community of people who didn't know the Lord and you're transitioning to a new way of life? And you're also just like trying to maintain everything that you just like left behind, but you're also starting at the same time. So heading into college, I had just established a friend group back in Columbus and I was leaving them and trying to figure out what I was going to do to maintain my faith. And just going in, I knew I was going to have a daily devotional I was going to do. I was going to try my best to read every day. And I was just going to stick to my beliefs. And the girls that surrounded me on my team, they weren't Christian, but I was very blessed in the fact that they respected my beliefs and they weren't pushing me to do things that I didn't want to do. So that was just amazing and really helpful. Um, But I also knew I wanted to get involved. So right away, I seeked out my school's fellowship of Christian athletes and started going to the meetings when they started up. And I was lucky because there were three girls on my team who were leaders. So it was a more comfortable setting for me. And I was able to um, get to know the people more because I was with them more often. And so really going to FCA... I think was a huge factor in me continuing in my faith and it allowed me to grow in community and to have a place every week where I was learning something from the Bible because being an athlete going to church isn't always an option. That's a kind of a beefy situation to be in because I mean being an athletic trainer I just see like what my life looks like being in athletics. I can't imagine what it could look like to an athlete to have all these transitions going on in their life. And then on top of that, you're just like trying to, you're trying to be afloat. You're trying to make friends. You're trying to follow the Lord. You're like, there's so many things on your shoulder. And I, and I, so I think that it's very cool and very encouraging that the immediacy of you finding community was an importance and a priority to you. And I'm glad that that was something that you pursued and that you found as a valuable thing because it's a necessity and you can get lost in all of the transition for sure. Now like you're in college and you're getting into your rhythm of things, you're making your friends, you're getting into your community, you're kind of like furthering your establishment with the Lord. I think at this point this is when we became like friends. I think we became friends sophomore year maybe. Maybe your freshman year? I honestly don't know. Okay, well, anyway, you have been such an encouraging friend to me because I saw the passion that you have towards wanting to better your relationship with the Lord. So I remember when uh, I was an undergrad and I just would, you'd be one of the people that I would, I would reach out to because I just saw this passion of yours, of your, and you were like talked about being at FCA and then like there was opportunities for you to lead and for you to speak. And I was like, dang, like Julia's really getting involved. And like, she has a lot on her plate, but she's still making it work. And I think that was very encouraging for me at least to be like, what am I doing? Like I need to, you know, I need to get involved. And like, actually, I think it was because I think it was because we were home for the summer or something. Julia was like, hey, do you want to come to church with me? And I was just like, 
okay. And so we would like go to church together and everything. And there was one day where she's like, okay, I'm going to do this small group meeting. And do you want to go with me? And I was like, okay. And like, I had no intentions of wanting to like lead a small group or anything. Like I was just going as just a friendly friend just to go and be there with her. And all of a sudden we walk in the door and this lady's like at the sign up and she, she's just like, Oh, are you guys leading a small group together? And we're just like, what? We weren't, but we are now. And it's going to be so good. And so then we started leading a small group over the summer and that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But moral of the story is it's been very encouraging. So I would like for you to continue talking about your college because that was my own little tangent that I wanted to go on, but it's so encouraging. Your passion is so exciting because I feel like a lot of people like me, I would get caught up in the transition, especially in the world of athletics. And that's super hard to get out of that because we don't think we can and we don't think we should. And especially when you're surrounded by people that are thinking the same thing and they get caught up in all the chaos, they're like, they're definitely not going to be the ones pushing you to be like, oh yeah, you should go to church instead of getting all your homework done right now or making your homework a priority the night before to be able to go to church. There's just so many different excuses that I feel like I myself fell into. So I'm just very encouraged by the passion that you had to propel you forward and then continue on your path that you're about to continue to talk about. So another big thing I figured out in college was the importance of vulnerability and that's something that has changed so much in me I was a very closed off person and would not share anything about my life my feelings with even the closest people in my life and since then like my vulnerability has skyrocketed Not that I'm the super open book type person, but I'm definitely willing to dive deep in relationships and get to know people better. Um, But through college, I, like Alicia said, I got to lead SCA and that grew my faith so much. I remember I was asked to lead my, in like January of my freshman year and I immediately said yes because I love those types of positions. First, I loved FCA. Second, I like having like a view of the background and being able to help prepare for it. And so I was just like, of course. But then right after, I was like, holy crap. Like, what did I just sign up for? I have been following the Lord for like eight months, maybe. And I know absolutely nothing about the Bible. Like, I know that Jesus is in the Bible. I know that Jesus died and he rose, but that's about the extent of it. And so I just felt really ill-equipped to lead other people to Christ. Yeah, but that's the incredible part because you literally only knew the Lord for eight months and then you were like taking this big leap of faith that people take forever to make the decision to do, if they ever do it. It's just so good. It's so good. Keep going. So I accepted the role of leading an FCA, and right after I did that, when I was freaking out, I happened to receive a devotional from somebody, and it was on Matthew 5, 15, 17, and that says, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And that was, it was just like a holy cow moment. Like 
why did I just read that devotional? Like, and I, it was because of that moment. And I knew that even though I didn't know a ton about the Lord and what it meant to follow him, I knew that the Lord calls us to love people. And as long as I was doing that, then I was at least showing people the Lord in some way and could help them get to know him better. And so that was just a big step in my faith for me, my freshman year. And I continued to lead all through college. And my senior year, I had the opportunity to intern with FCA. And that, once again, was a big leap of faith. I don't enjoy speaking in front of people and just makes me really nervous. And that was a big part of my role as an intern. I led a group of high school girls and I spoke with them weekly. I spoke at an event with college athletes all over Kentucky and I spoke in front of like 150 people and without my faith in the Lord, that never would have happened if I didn't care about spreading his word. I never would have gotten up there in front of that many people and been able to actually have words come out of my mouth. So that was just a really cool experience. I think that's really cool. And like I said, your story has been an encouraging part of my story. And I am just so happy that you get to share that because I think like if they don't know your story know no part of it and I just think it's so encouraging because I think that that's just another leap of faith like my friend Taylor just talked about stepping out and getting involved in a small group but I think taking that step step of faith and like leading a small group is a, it's just another example of important thing we need to do and just another way you get to seek the kingdom and just leading that small group with you taking that leap of faith myself I like I know from personal experience oh man I'm unequipped to do this but you see like so many good things from it because you get to see all these different people from all these different walks of life just come together and know the Lord better. And you just have to trust that the Lord's going to provide you the things you need to be able to lead that um, group of people well. And so I think it's just so cool that you took that leap so early and just with so much vigor and courage and confidence in the Lord, because I think that does take a lot of people time to develop. So that's cool that you just kind of went for it and were bold with it. But what are kind of some things that you've learned along the way that has pushed you in your faith? What are some things that you've picked up on that work for you? One thing I think that I've learned a lot about is independency and dependency. Overall, I think I'm a very independent person. I like to do things on my own and figure it out and be in control. But then when you follow Jesus, you learn that you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to give it all to God, have lay all your anxieties on him and just know that he's going to take care of you, that he has a plan for you, that is to prosper you, not to harm you. And I think that was something I really needed to cling to in college. And I just kind of learned that independency isn't a bad thing, but I can't be doing it all on my own. I need to turn to the Lord. And on top of that, I also need to be dependent on a community around me that I can confess sin and I can talk with God. But at the end of the day, people are going to help me with that as well. They can talk me through things. They can just listen and hold me accountable. And that was just something that was really important in my college times. So one thing I've learned that really helps me is listening to podcasts. I like to go on Spotify and listen to basically sermons um, from 
Ben Stewart's my favorite. He was at Breakaway in College Station, but now he's in D.C. at Passon City Church, and just all of his messages really are great and biblically sound, and they just teach me a lot. Um, and I also go through periods where I only listen to worship music, and I just feel like that really helps like cleanse me and make me feel better every day. Do you still work out to worship music? I do. Yeah, that's one I've never been able to figure out because I just am like, I have to have those like jock jams just like going. Like I need to, I need to work out to something that has like a good beat to it. And so unless it's like Taryn Wells, Echo with Elevation Church, I'm just like, uh, no, I'm going to say this for another time. Oh, yeah. I'll be running to some worship music and it will be the slowest song ever that'll come on like on the last lap or something. And I'm just like, whatever. And I'm sprinting to this song that's just really slow. But I love <laughs> Kudos. Kudos because I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> And I'm talking about running, actually. No, but no, I just can't. I can't work out to worship music. But hey, you know what? You do you. You do you, boo. So you're now in the transition of being in college and you're in your internship with FCA. You're you're just continuing to do all these different things to just make sure that the Lord is the center of your life and that you are just solely focusing on Him, which I think is so great. Like I said multiple times, it's very encouraging. Can you talk about the transition of going from college to the real world? I think that is a another completely different ball game transition of life you can even talk about evan okay evan shout out just how your faith has changed too yeah so this was like a major slap in the face i don't know if it was covid related or it was gonna happen no matter what but college was tough because i never really had a set career path that I knew I wanted to go down. And so I eventually just chose a degree and kind of knew that I didn't really want a job in it, but I still did it. And that's not smart. I don't suggest you do that. But once I graduated, I was just like, I started looking for jobs and it was just a bunch of stuff I didn't want to do. And the interviews I was landing. So my degree is in business and the interviews I was landing, it was like these jobs where it was all commission-based and they just seemed like they're pyramid schemes and basically something I can't get passionate about and that would make work miserable. And so it just became this thing where it was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I've always loved kids. I enjoy working with them and hanging out with them and so I was like I'm just going to be a nanny for the time being and basically just have some source of income while I'm applying to other jobs and so that's what I started doing and I've been doing that since August and um, also in this time life transition of college to real world I've also transitioned from single well okay dating to engaged what Um, but yeah, so I'm engaged now and getting married in a couple months. So that's going to be another big transition. And yeah, it's amazing. But I mean, every transition, there's stress involved in it. And so 
just adding graduating, looking for jobs, getting prepared to be married. It's just a lot on my plate. Um, but it's just been really cool to see God work in this transition. I felt like going from high school to college, that's when I first began starting to follow the Lord. And that's like, I was diving in. And so in that transition, I was like really prepared for how I needed to, what I needed to do in order to continue following the Lord. But in this transition, I'd been following the Lord for like four years. And so it wasn't really something I was thinking about. I wasn't thinking about the fact that I wasn't going to have weekly FCA meetings and that I was moving cities so I couldn't go to my church anymore. And COVID too, like what churches were open. And so I wasn't really thinking about how my relationship with the Lord would change in this time. But so that was a big struggle and it just felt like a very dry season for me. (laughs) That's definitely a very hard transition. Yet again, kind of like high school going into college, you're just transitioning from so much and in the flesh, let alone like your own relationship with God. So I think it's cool, one, that you recognized everything and you were still focused on the Lord. And then two, that you just didn't falter to what the world had expectations for. Even though you didn't have a career path specified going into college and kind of like transitioning through college, you weren't faltering to like, oh man, I have to get a job because I have a degree in this field. You were, whatever happens, happens. Like you were still trusting in the Lord. And I think that's yet another thing that people just cannot grasp or they take a while to grasp and they're kind of afraid to, you know, take that step, take that leap of faith. I think that it's very cool that once again, you were very bold in your faith and you were able to experience God in such a, like you said, dry season that you went through. Can you touch on a little bit more about what it was like trying to find a church and what you were realizing you were lacking that you needed again? In community? Yeah, so when I came back to Columbus after college, I wanted to go to church in person because watching it online for so long was becoming hard and I felt like I wasn't gaining much from it. And so um, a couple of my friends here, Brittany and Johnny, go to church at Worthington Christian and one week, I think they just invited me. They said, oh, our church is open. Like, just come with us. And so I started going there, um, not on a super regular basis. I've also been watching my church from school online because I really do love that church a lot. And so I go back and forth between watching those services. But then also just with community, I knew I needed to get plugged in. And I knew it couldn't be a virtual small group. And... So I had been searching and I just couldn't find one that wasn't virtual. And then this girl I follow on Instagram posted on her story that she was leading a small group. And she also happens to be somebody who was in the small group that Alicia and I led a That's couple summers. Shout out to Taylor! Taylor is for sure going to be on this podcast. So just get ready for that. That This is like a big foreshadow moment for that. But okay. Yeah, so it was just really cool, like full circle moment. I get to join her small group now. And so it's just, it's been great being able to get plugged in and actually meet up with people and talk about the Lord. When you were going through that dry season, can you touch on a little bit more of how you 
glorified the Lord through that and like made him the center of your life and of the focus that you had? So when I felt like I wasn't really connecting with the Lord and it just felt like I had lost the ways to connect with the Lord through FCA and church and everything. One thing that really helped was Evan and I, my fiance, we would read a book of the Bible together and he is just full of a lot of wisdom. He's a smart guy. And so reading the Bible with him is fun because he interprets it in different ways than I do and helps explain stuff in different ways. And so we would read stuff together and that was really helpful in helping to connect with the Lord. So that helped you like feel motivated and not like fall to your flesh? Yeah, for sure. It was it was very motivational and especially doing it with the guy that I'm going to marry and just seeing him being motivated to do it and wanting to do it with me and just knowing that I don't know what I was going with that. Cut that part out. <laughs> I told you guys that was going to be so good. She has a lot of wisdom and she leads by example and she's taught me a lot and I'm very, very thankful for this girl in my life, Julia. Wrapping up, what is the best advice that you could give people moving forward if they're struggling with the transition in their life or if they're about to go through a transition in their life? What's the best advice that you give them? Well, first, I just, depending on the person, the idea of change is very exciting. Like, if it's something, obviously, to be excited about. Obviously, if it's a a known bad change, you're not going to be excited. But overall, people are excited about change. But when that change actually happens, that's when, like, the fear and the anxiety and the unknown creeps in. And you kind of fall back. And so I would just give you the advice to just go with it. When you feel called to do something, when something is changing, the Lord is going to be with you every step of the way. And that's just so exciting in itself. And knowing that no matter what happens, the Lord is always there. And it's kind of just helped me like to relax in times where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if this is going to be good. I don't know if this is right. But I do know that the Lord is there with me. Um, But also, it's really important to remember that God is in every single season of your life. And nothing that you are doing is by mistake or just happening so that it's not a waiting period. It's not happening in the moment just so God can unveil something better in the future. That was something that I really believed when I took my nannying job. It was this filler job that I was going to do for a couple of months until I figured out my life situation and what I wanted to do. But like in the end, that's been one of the biggest blessings in my life and has helped grow my relationship in the Lord. It's been, I'm sure you guys have heard it so many times where it's like you go through the things in your life that you do so you can then turn around and help somebody going through what they're going through because it's similar situation. And Just being with the family that I've been with has really shown me that I've been a big blessing to them as they've been a big blessing to me because I've gotten to share my experiences with them and just love them through their hard times. Um, And then kind of going off of God being in every season, it's you need to seek God in everything. When life is good, don't put God on the back burner. When life is hard, don't close yourself off and drown yourself in your self-pity or just lay in bed all day or 
turn away from community. Seek God in that community. And then also when your days are just redundant and it feels like you're just waking up, going to work or going to class and then just living the same life over and over again every day, you need to seek God in those days because he's still so very present in that. And you don't want to miss what he's trying to teach you and what might seem like the mundane things. That's great advice. All of that. I appreciate that. I hope that all these listeners out there, you guys are just shaking in your boots because I know that that was good to hear. Thank you, Julia, for being on the Building the Blueprints podcast. I so much enjoyed this time to get to hear the recap of pretty much just your relationship with the Lord and how you've trusted in Him and where He's guided you towards and where you are now. I think it's an incredible story. And I think I'm very thankful that you shared it and you shared the bits and pieces of how He has guided you to this point and for learning things like vulnerability and leadership and boldness and faith and what that looks like. So thank you for being on the podcast with me. It was so good to see your face on FaceTime, but also just hear your voice. And I am so excited to continue this great friendship and just the ways that we can continue to encourage each other in the future because it's great and it's been great and it will always be great because we're going to be sisters in Christ forever. So Julia. Do you have any last words for the BTB? To share a couple verses before I hop off. Um, So kind of going with just timing and being present in every season and seeking God, I'd like to share Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. And it says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So all of those were opposites of each other, yet there's a time for all of them. And it's just kind of refreshing, like knowing that the Lord knows about these times and he plans them. He, it's just good. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. I didn't plan what I was going to say after I read <laughs> I agree. No, that's really good stuff. Thank you for sharing that. That's good encouragement. Good scripture brought into all of this. I appreciate that. Well, Julia. One whole verse. And then I just want to leave you with Colossians 3, 12 through 14. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. This had nothing to do with what I talked about today, but honestly, people just love people and forgive people. Everything in your life, you'll just have this weight stripped off when you just put love first and you just forgive them for anything 
that may happen. That's a good word. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Julia, thank you so much for being on the Building the Blueprints podcast. It was a pleasure. I enjoyed hearing everything that you had to share. I'm so glad that you're in my life, sisters forever. Folks, like I said earlier, this is episode four. And you know what? We're rolling, people. We're rolling. This is exciting stuff. I'm very excited. I'm stoked. This is really fun. It's really fun to get to have friends on here and share the wisdom that the Lord's given them. And they just get to share all the cool ways that the Lord's been working in their lives. This is such a cool opportunity. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the feedback I've gotten. Thank you for wanting to be intrigued and listen about anything that has to do with the Lord. So thank you for who you are out there, the true friend of the Building the Blueprints podcast. You guys are the greatest. And until next time, this is the Building the Blueprints podcast.